Hey, this is Sharon Trivata. Um, I serve as a CEO of Kingston Lane, and I'm at an amazing team meeting today, and we have one of our awesome teammates who has really taken a lot of care in crafting an amazing life. And the, the amazing life has got to do with building a great life, building a great spirit, and also contributing to the world. And I um, want to introduce all of you to uh, our amazing developer, engineer, uh, my friend, Joe Yuhas. Joe, welcome, man. Thanks for having me. So we got a lot of people in the room today, and what I want to talk about, Joe, is first the ethos of you are attracted to kind of working with us on the team at Kingston Lane because we had built this remote culture from the start, right? Like we, we said, we want to have great people doing great work, but we also want to make sure that they have great lives doing whatever they want to do. And uh, you don't have to be tethered to an office, to a desk to do great work. Um, was that a motivating factor for you to just kind of look at this path, look at our company and look at our culture? Yeah, I mean, I think the way the culture is here is uh, I appreciate it so much and I figured why not take advantage of it. Yeah. So to talk about it, so you have you've done uh, for, for so those who are listening, you've actually traveled a lot and still been able to contribute and grow and build an, um, you know, build an amazing product and work with the team. Uh, so, so take us back to like, what is the strategy? Like, is there a, is there a plan on where you want to travel to, how you're thinking about this? So, so talk us through that a little bit. So how it all started was uh, a couple years ago, um, a couple of my friends who were also developers, uh, we've talked about traveling to Europe and we're like, wait a second, we work remotely. Why don't <laughs> we just go and just keep going until we feel like stopping? Uh, so a group of five of us total got together and ended up traveling through Europe for a year and then we kind of split off and went our own ways and did separate things and um, the last half a year or so I've been traveling around the United States by myself visiting friends who I have wanted to see who I haven't seen in a long time family members that kind of thing and now I'm here in San Diego for a bit that's awesome so so take us through the kind of the last um, 60 90 days if you will uh, just I know I know that's been you it's not the trips it's not the average trips that people are like. I need to go travel. You don't just go and you know six countries in you know in three days. You actually stay there. You've got a different kind of plan on how you go to these places and still find a way to get your work done, etc. So walk us through kind of maybe a couple of couple of places where you've been, and then we can talk about like how you actually get work done there. Yeah. So it was a mixture um, during the year in Europe. We spent. Uh, we decided we wanted to have those longer stays in each place. So we picked a few places that we stayed at uh, for at least a month at a time, and then we did some shorter stints in between to just sample some places out. And there were some places that we we really loved and decided, well, let's go back there for a month or a hmm. month and a half. Um, so that was really great. As far as incorporating, so, so give us an example. Where were you? Um, Barcelona was uh, one place that we all loved. We went there for a couple days when some friends came to visit. Um, then went back for another week and they were like, oh man, we need more time here. So then we ended up staying a month and a half there. So let's, let's actually, so how does this work? So you, um, do you, you like Barcelona and by the way, I, I've never been and I've been, you know, been lucky to be a few places. Everybody that's gone to Barcelona has told me it's awesome. Um, so, so first give me some high, high, like why, why did you enjoy it? What was, what was the, was it the vibe? What was it? Yeah, the vibe it was a very laid back place. The weather is pretty nice. Not quite as nice as San Diego, but pretty close, um, not too cold, uh, really great food. Uh, it's right next to the mountains. It's got beach right there. So Awesome. So it was kind of a environmental thing and the lifestyle culture thing that drew you there. Yeah. 
And were there any drawbacks? Like, what was what was not fun in Barcelona? Oh man, that's a tough question to answer. I feel like I guess maybe that that felt like a place where there were a few places where it felt like the locals were a little uh, like didn't really feel like dealing with tourists. Not that <laughs> anyone was mean. It's just they didn't go out of their way to be extra warm. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So you guys decided. So let's bring it to life. You guys decided to go to Barcelona. So what did, did you get? A did you get like a house, an Airbnb, and what was the process of finding something like that? Yeah. So a lot of the time we were together. We looked for three bedroom places. It was me and two couples. Yeah. So we looked for three bedroom places. We used Airbnb the most most of the time, um, and most of the time we got a place together. And then there were some times where we decided we needed a little more space. So maybe we got. Um, the three of us got a place together and one couple did their own thing, but still in the same area. Or sometimes we all just got separate places. Um, and then there were a few times where we just completely split off. Like we couldn't agree on where we wanted to go next. So we're like, all right, I'm going here. I'm going there. See you, in a, see you in a month at the, at the next place. Amazing. So, so most, did you do anything outside of Airbnb or was that your primary uh, method of kind of getting? Um, uh, it was pretty much all Airbnb. I stayed with one friend in Poland. Um, years ago when I traveled through Burma, um, I met a guy there just randomly. Travelers always tend to be really open and friendly. Um, and I just met this, this couple, um, talked for a few minutes and we exchanged emails and we stayed in touch since that was probably like almost five years ago. Um, and we just kind of, were kind of like pen pals and catch up every once in a while. And I told him I was, I, you know, wanted to come visit him, him and his home country in Poland. Um, so he said, yeah, sure, stay at my place. So I hung out with him for a few days awesome. and he got to show me around. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, you, all these places have, you make sure that they have Wi-Fi and, and, and all of that good stuff. How do you do the, how do you do diligence and check to make sure that you can work or sometimes do you not have Wi-Fi and you got to go find a coffee shop or how does that work? Wi-Fi has mostly been fine everywhere. Sometimes we'll check, like if we're booking a, an Airbnb, we'll email ahead of time and say, hey, can you tell us what the speeds are like? And oh, most good. of the time okay. they're re really receptive to that and they'll do a speed test and send us results. Overall, it's been really good and it's been interesting too. It's kind of surprising. Some of the places where you wouldn't think the Wi-Fi was really fast, like in Eastern Europe, like yeah. in Bulgaria and Serbia, like yeah. the, the Wi-Fi was really fast. <laughs> Well, I think even now it's interesting, right? When you uh, when you go on like Upwork and all of those Elance and those places where you have, um, I, I don't I don't like to call them virtual assistants, but you got virtual talent, talent around the world. You have a lot of talent in the Eastern Bloc. I mean, it's insane how much talent there is, and yeah. they have engineering degrees and things like that, and they can do so much great work. Uh, and we've interviewed candidates like you and Matt have interviewed candidates across the world for us. So. Uh, I'm not surprised, actually. I'm not surprised that, you, you know, I've actually found better service. I, I think I think Serbia and Bulgaria have better service than my house, which is, which is, which is, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. So how do you manage? So now we, we our team is around the world, like you, just your engineering team. You've got um, folks in the Philippines. You've got, you know, uh, folks in, in India, Pakistan. You've got folks on the West Coast and in the U.S. How do you think about kind of managing time zones when you're in when you're traveling um I try not to shift you know super often because that can be difficult it's nice to stay in a different time zone for you know a month or so and get get adjusted to the schedule uh i guess another big thing too is uh, meetings uh the team has been very flexible with uh, letting me be on and off of certain meetings and you know there were all hands which I really always wanted to be yeah. on because the whole team gets together and it was really important one to me 
And that was the one that was like at 1.30 in the morning. morning yeah. <laughs> but it was one day a week. and 30 uh, minutes, I was, yeah. yeah. I was kind of a night owl anyway at that point. So uh, that worked out pretty well overall. So this is really good, right? So for, for, for the listener right now, people don't realize that uh, an all hands is an all hands. There's a reason why we do all hands. And as our team has been growing, I would tell you that we, the all hands started as just a way to make sure we all came together because we all had crazy schedules. But now... We actually, for 30 minutes, we get everybody together on all hands. Most of the time, we don't talk business. It's a chance for all of us to come together. Sometimes it's culture. Sometimes it's people's interests. Sometimes it's, hey, where are we going as a company? But I think the cadence of getting everybody together when you have a virtual team is so important, especially even if it's just Zoom and you're not, uh, even if you don't have your camera turned on, it make it means a lot to me that our friends in India and the Philippines and all of that are on because they get to see us you know, connected. And what would you say, um, if you didn't have all hands, do you think that would, that would be a missing piece in our culture? Definitely. Uh, I think, you know, you've in- allowed us to incorporate our thoughts and things, again, you know, maybe not necessarily business related, but just cultural things that were really important to us that we got to share. We got to become closer as a team so much through those all hands. Yeah. They made a huge difference. Yeah, I'll tell you, like, my all hands is, like, my favorite. And uh, so, like, one one example that, um, like, Vivian, you did and, and Joe, you did was, like, we picked we picked a topic, right? Like, we picked a topic, maybe a book or, or a piece of literature or whatever. And we said, hey, we really like this. This team should review this. And we talk about what it means to us. And then everybody on the team responds as to what it means to us. Now you get a chance to connect. So, so now, you, Joe, you know how I feel about something. Maybe I connected with you better. Maybe, maybe I didn't, and that's okay. But that's cool yeah. that uh, now we know something about, hey, Joe's really interested in mindfulness. I did not know that. Or he's really interested in the, the kindness aspect. Or, you know, uh, Vivian really is working on this minimalistic thing. Or whatever. It's cool. Like, I had no idea. And so next time I come across something, it makes me feel a deeper context of the team that we're in, right? Which is, exactly. which is very cool. I think a lot of times people use all hands to saying, oh, we have an all hands agenda. Like, we're going to talk about, you know, our goals, number one, that, you know, who's doing what, number two. Like, we take the daily operational stuff. And we shove it into a culture scape, which we shouldn't do. And I think just setting aside a little bit of time to have the team grow together, especially since we don't see each other every day, is really is really positive. Um, so uh, just a couple more questions for you. So when you travel, you travel probably better than most of us because you travel a lot. And so you probably found some hacks. So talk to us about like... Um, how do you think about sleep? How do you think about food? Like, what are a few things that you've learned in your travels that can benefit people who travel? Um, I think the biggest thing is just being okay with letting things go, like actual physical things, letting them go. Uh, yeah, I had yeah. to cut down everything I owned into uh, two big bags that connected and went on my back. So everything I owned was oh my on gosh. my back. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, food, uh, that one, <laughs> I kind of just, I, I love, a big part for me of experiencing a different culture is trying all the local foods. So you know, when I used to live just in California, I had a very specific way I ate and that kind of got blown in the wind, you know, because I'd be trying all these different foods everywhere. Um, and sleep, that was, again, another interesting thing. Like just, uh, I think what helped was having those longer stints in areas so that we weren't constantly switching time zones and having to readjust. Yeah. Yeah. So, um how hard how hard was it to say everything needs to fit in these two packs <laughs> it was pretty tough um i guess before that i i'm kind of a minimalist anyway 
Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't as bad for me as it was for a couple of my friends who had a lot more stuff. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a little tough. Um, and so uh, one last thing. How did you, and this is this is for me personally, how did you, like every time someone travels, they're like, hey, I, I want to stay healthy on the road, right? Meaning, uh, do you get a workout in? Do you get your vitamins in? Do you drink a lot of water? How do you, like, is, are there any health hacks to make sure that you stay immune, to stay, stay strong, to stay sharp? What, would, what did you do or what did you at least kind of not do? Uh, I think for me personally, uh, having a hobby that has this, like a strong physical aspect is really important. Yeah. Uh, because I personally, it's hard for me to find the motivation to work out a lot on my own. But I love rock climbing. Yeah. That's my biggest hobby. Um, and it was really actually pretty easy in most of these major cities to find a climbing gym to go to. Awesome. And that gets me excited to go work out and... You know, go a few times a week, and that was definitely a big help. Yeah. When you were doing all this, so uh, one of my last questions, when you were doing all this, how did you, um, did you or did you not care to document how you thought about it? Like, did you take pictures? Did you use an Instagram? How, how do you document the travel and the experiences? Lots of pictures. Uh, I didn't do any journaling or anything like that. In hindsight, uh, probably would have been a good idea to do that. Um, I had a lot of friends who told me I should have, like, done some blog posts or yeah. something like that but mostly pictures so you were really present like that was good like you didn't you didn't just live your life through hey I, I need to translate this experience and like memorialize it you just you stayed you're like you're a very present guy like the, you're not you're not distracted with your phone you're very like you're one of the most like I'd say top three present people that I know like when I'm talking to you like you're talking to me which is which is amazing it makes me feel cared for it makes me feel like it makes me feel safe it makes me feel want to be around you um, and I think that's just your human nature, but, um, if you would, so like say the next few trips coming up, are, are you planning on doing anything different? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm actually planning on, I've been telling a lot of friends that I feel like I've almost been moving around a little too much yeah. and I'm looking forward to maybe spending two or three months, you know, or maybe even longer in some places kind of get a little more settled in some places, have, uh, meet more people. Yeah. That's one thing that's difficult. It was nice traveling with my group of friends. Um, but then, uh, the last half a year or so has been mostly by myself and I've been staying with different friends and family yeah. and that sort of thing. But, uh, it's, that's one aspect, the social aspect that's, uh, been difficult to balance for me recently. So I'm looking forward to staying in some places longer. Yeah. All right. So last question for you. How, um, what is the one place that you've been to that you would you would say, hey, hands down, I recommend that. You should go see that or do that. I know you've seen a lot, but, you know, just pick one or if you have to pick three, pick three. But uh, for those that are listening, what is that? No one, like I'd say 99% of people listening have not been to Burma, like 99%, right? I'd probably say there's a good chunk that have been to Barcelona, et cetera. Like, what is this? It can be a cafe. It can be a place. It can be like, what is one thing that in memory that sticks into like, you know what? That, that was awesome. Oh, yes. It's so hard to narrow down. And so many people ask me, oh, what was your favorite place? And I, I, right away, like three, four places come to mind for different reasons. Swiss Alps, just because, holy crap, they're just (laughs) amazingly beautiful. Um, Copenhagen had a really awesome feel to it, really kind of a, a funky but beautiful like historical town. Uh, Barcelona, like I mentioned before, Edinburgh, Scotland was really cool. Um, and one of the most special for me personally was this place I stayed in, uh, Bamberg, Germany. It's a small town in Germany, it's like northern Bavaria. Um, and it's just got 
uh, part of it was time of year. It was like spring, the birds were singing, it was beautiful. But it's kind of just a quaint little town. Um, people there were really friendly. Uh, and it was like stepping back in time into some of these old pubs. Yeah. And you, you like picture, you know, what you would think of in, in a German pub. Um, so I had a really good time there. Amazing. Really good time. And I think the smaller towns, bigger towns are always amazing for so many different reasons, but I think it's also really important to get to experience the smaller places too. Yeah. Um, so, so folks, that was, um, um, you know, I, I've always wanted to learn from our team members because they see such great things from around the world. And I, I just really get excited when the company and the culture that we've built uh, lends to everyone's lifestyle. Like that's really, really important because people, yes, the there is a financial component that's good. There's a significant component that's good. There's a um, contribution component that's good. But if all of those go out the window, if every day you go home and you, and you feel like where you quote work, where you quote spend a lot of your day is not in alignment with who you are. Right? And so the lifestyle component is super important. And this is both for everyone that works on our teams uh, and also that people that wherever you are, whatever work you're doing, I think it's super important to get – we live in the world of lifestyle alignment. Like we should be joyful in naturally in the people that we work with and the things that we do because there's a lot of friction. Like there's a lot of stress in the things that we do. And so if the core is not satisfied, if the core is not aligned, I offer two things. Number one uh, – Talk to your team to see if you can align it. Maybe say, hey, I want to take three months to go do this or I want to work from home on Fridays or I want to do like it's totally okay because we know in today's world, it's not about whether you can contribute and coming to a headquarters every day. It's about whether you can, we already live in the results economy. So if I know that Joe is going to get, you know, his, his, his components done and that's going to help us build and grow a great product in a community, like I'm super excited. I'm actually excited for Joe and we've created this thing where it's okay for Joe to say, hey, I'm traveling today, as opposed to saying I'm busy today. You don't have to, it's okay to be transparent about your life. It's okay for you to say, I have to go to a dentist appointment. It's okay for you to say, I need to go home to walk my dogs. It's okay for you to be who you are because that's what that's what you're bringing to work. And so number one, if if you're listening and your lifestyle is not aligned with your work, your work and the time you spend, it's going to like, cause a lot of friction. And, and, and that brings a friction-oriented Joe to work, which is no fun at all, right? And lifestyle number two is like if you at some point maybe you can't, quote, quit or I'm going to ask you to – if you can't just get what you want today, just put a plan together. Maybe you can get it in six months and start working towards that. Like we shouldn't be trapped in the life that we have. And, dude, every time – Joe, every time you travel, like I get – uh, I, I live through your eyes. I live through like I. I'm like, what Airbnb are you at today? And you know, when we get up on on stand up and talk about it, so it means a lot to me that uh, you are you are with us and you share. And I learn a lot from you just with your presence. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and one thing on that note. So uh, I obviously appreciate so much that our company is that way, um, and I'm so appreciative that so many other companies are also becoming that way. They're accepting the remote culture. They're, they're being understanding of people needing to have their own space or their own timeline or that, that sort of thing. Um, and I think it's, again, we've you know, talked about this in our culture talks, is communication and talking to, talking to your team and letting them know how you feel. So if you're working on one of those teams where you feel like it could be improved, talk about it. Yeah. And I think you'll find people are really receptive. Awesome. Uh, thank you all for joining us. And hey, go, uh, go to Copenhagen or something. Yeah. <laughs>